was a gripping finish to the NBL regular season last Sunday afternoon with Melbourne United and the 36ers and the Wildcats and the Kings playing off and it came down to a, well, a basket and I'm sure uh, a man who was on the edge of his seat watching it was Body Nodge. How are you, Body? I was extremely on the edge of my seat. I was looking to leave. I had to go to the loo, but I did get back in time to, <laughs> yes. to uh, watch, yes. and it was two fantastic games. I mean, the Melbourne-Adelaide game <clears throat> was still there to determine who was going to make the, the sixth on the play-in tournament, and, and you had that going right down to the wire. It was a very close game, and then uh, Rajon Tucker hits a three right on the siren to make it a nine-point win for Melbourne, which was very important because <clears throat> that meant Perth then had to beat um, Sydney, by 11, and it's an extraordinary game. And halfway through the last quarter, they're leading by 21. You know, you got your feet up, you're smoking a cigar, thinking <laughs> we're there, we're there. And then inside the last minute, they're only leading by eight. So they had to they had to score two more times to sort of get across the line to get a 12 point win. They needed to win by 11. They get a 12 point win. I mean, you can't script this sort of stuff. You know, it, it was really gripping, exciting basketball for them to sort of sneak in. And, I mean, Sydney didn't put their best foot forward. <clears throat> they didn't need to, as they hadn't also when they didn't play the eventual league MVP, Xavier Cooks, against Adelaide and subsequently got beaten because, you know, the fraud squad. That's mm. why they are the fraud squad. They can show up now and then. Other times you're, you're expecting them to call, and they did, didn't, and that's why Adelaide finished where, the, where it did. It was an interesting quick, quick aside. Adelaide had five consecutive sellouts at um, the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. But what intrigues me is... Each time it was five different numbers. No, I, would okay. sort of, you know, I would think if you had a really good say thanks. Maybe some thousand. people brought their own chair body. <laughs> well, this is highly likely. <laughs> anyway, so now we've got, last night we had the uh, the MVP awards, which I think, I don't think there was a single surprise in the awards. The, the appropriate people won them. You know, Xavier Cooks won the MVP from the Sydney Kings, and he's been outstanding all year. Um, He's just such an athlete and it'll be interesting to see whether he's an NBL player next year or whether he's uh, on the fringe of the NBA. Um, that was that was sensational. The All-Star Five with him and the two players that were runners-up to him, Mitch Creek and Bryce Cotton, in the MVP award were in the uh, All-Star Five, along with Derek Walton from the Kings and, and uh, Milton Doyle, who's had such a terrific season for Tasmania. Adam Ford, what he's done with Cairns, nine wins last year. 18 wins this year, and uh, unlucky to, you know, miss out on percentage on second position. Second position, so they finished third. Just all the awards realistically went exactly as as you would have expected. So uh, I think no one would have done too well on betting markets because mm. I reckon they were very short odds. A lot of these winners: Keanu Pinder, most improved player; uh, Sam Warden, Wardenberg. I mean, it was a good night for Cairns, wasn't it? Uh, Sam Wardenberg you know, knocks off the uh, Next Gen Award, which was has replaced the Rookie of the Year award, which I don't think it should have. It should have run side by side with it. But Wardenberg would have won Rookie of the Year, so that was that was a very good victory. And Antonius Cleveland was the best offensive. Yeah, that was that one was a lay down Mazzara as well. Now we've got the finals starting. Mm. Can you tell us uh, how it uh, works and uh, what's coming up? <clears throat> Yeah, we have this play-in tournament initially to get to the semi-finals. So the teams that finish fifth and sixth, they're playing uh, tomorrow night. That would be South East Melbourne and Perth. The loser exits goodbye, mm. and the winner goes on through to a, a second round and will play the loser of the Cairns-Tasmania match, play-in match, which is third versus fourth, which is also tomorrow night. The loser of that so it's, gets a second chance. The winner 
go straight into a semi-final against New Zealand. That'll be best of three, more than likely starting on Sunday. So the loser still gets a, a second chance opportunity against the winner of South East Melbourne and Perth. And the winner of that series will play Sydney in the best of three semi-finals. So it's, it's definitely easiest for the Kings, but then so it should be. They won the regular season championship. They should get some reward for that. So they have a uh, home court advantage in the semis, and should they go through the grand final, as you'd expect, after leading the league all, all year, they'll get the home court advantage in the best of five. So if you're a Kings fan right about now, you're feeling pretty good about life. You're not, not, not too worried about the fact that they dropped their last two games against Perth and Adelaide because, you know, they were they were really... As I said last week, you know, provided they don't muck around with their lineup, they should win both those games. But they did muck around with their lineup. They set out Cooks against um, the 36ers and they sat down Derek Walton, their, their point guard and their on-court organizer. He didn't play against uh, Perth, so this is sort of giving other players the opportunity to play. I'm not saying Sydney wasn't trying to win, but let's just say they weren't putting their best foot forward. Mm. Market-wise, body. As far as the overall winner of the NBL, you said Sydney would be the favourites. Well, the Kings are. They're $1.80. The New Zealand Breakers, $4. $6 for the Cairns Taipans. South East Melbourne Phoenix and the Tassie Jack Jumpers, they're both $13 and it's $21 for Perth. Now, you said, yes, Sydney the Kings should be. But the individual games, we've only got the two up at the moment. We yep. understand why because you explained how they all work. First on Thursday night, South East Melbourne against Perth. South East Melbourne, $1.53, and the Wildcats are $2.45, and it's a three-and-a-half-point line. See, there really, really isn't much in this game because they've played three times. Uh, South East Melbourne, during the regular season, I mean, South East Melbourne won that 2-1, but one of those wins was by a point. So very, very little separates these two teams. I just think right at the moment, the way they're travelling, I think the Phoenix have been feeling some momentum uh, they've re-signed Alan Williams, their import centre, which doesn't often happen at this point in a season. So that's that's buoyed the team as, again as well because obviously he's saying, yeah, I like what we're building here. We've we've got championship in our side. So at this stage, I'm just and at home, I'm I'm favouring uh, the Phoenix to pull it off. Uh, Perth Perth are borderline frauds, you know. They're, they're, like Brady Manic, <laughs> one of, they, they are, you know. Brady Manic. They're under investigation. Yes, <laughs> minor embezzlement. <laughs> minor embezzlement of six spots from Melbourne United, who, who want the case reopened. Yeah, um, which is, I just there's a couple of players on that team that I don't trust. I mean, I trust. I trust Bryce Cotton with my life that he's going to play a good game. And actually, he played a very poor game against um, Sydney. He was one of 19 from the floor. I mean, one of 19. Yet if it had to come down to a last shot, you still would have gone to him. You still would have gone to him for the winner because you know he would have found it. So he's a, he's a very reliable player. You know, consistency has been his, his buzzword the whole time he's been here. He was lucky, unlucky not to win a, a fourth MVP. But as I say, Xavier Cooks was a worthy winner. But uh, apart from... Cotton, you sort of go, okay, what are you going to get from Corey Webster? You're going to, he's going to blow you off the floor or he's going to be irrelevant. I mean, we saw this with Perth because um, you know, the, the manner in which they lost their previous game in this round was, was so embarrassing um, that they had to come out and play great in the next one. So you just, you're just not 100% sure what you're going to get from the Wildcats. These aren't the Wildcats of old where you thought, oh, geez, the one team I want to avoid in the playoffs is Perth. I mean, I don't think South East Melbourne are unduly concerned that the Wildcats are their opponent.
And body the second game Thursday evening, Cairns and Tassie. And we have the Taipans $1.48, the Jack Jumpers two sixty, and four and a half points is the line. Cairns has shown that it can win without Keanu Pinder. He was out with an ankle injury for about five weeks and, and they were winning a lot of games during that patch. Keanu, with his eye, unfortunate eye injury, which will probably keep him out unless they make it to the grand final series, which is best of five. He might be back by then, but it looks like he's done for the season. Um, Josh may get for um, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, their uh, import organiser, uh, point guard, general. Uh, he got hurt in the last game, and he, he's questionable whether he's going to play. So at this particular point in Cairns, with those those fantastic members of the Orange Army that will just follow their team through thick and thin, yeah, I think uh, Cairns will, will be winning that and advancing to... Um, to play New Zealand in another classic semi-final series. Those two clubs having played off for the championship twice in the past. And just a final one on basketball. Does it happen today where LeBron James will go past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's leading NBA all-time point-scoring record? I might be the only person in the world that doesn't care. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went through the college system. You know, he came into the NBA when he was 22 years old. He played for quite a long period of time and is, in my mind, the greatest player of all time. Right. Just a guy that anyone that changes the game has to be in that conversation. And, and he changed the game. Um, LeBron's played like 2,000 more games. <laughs> Mm. Sort of to reach the same total that Kareem had, which is why it doesn't excite me. If he if he had done it in the same amount of games, I'd say hats off. That is a fantastic performance. Record is broken. Records are meant to be broken, and, and with today's longevity and ice baths and physios and people masseurs and everybody looking after you, I think uh, LeBron breaking the record, fantastic. He's going to be the number one score all time scorer in the NBA. But when you look at their averages, you'll see that Kareem is still a superior player. Okay. A bit of an insight into Body's social life as well there, Andrew, as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I just yes. want some of those kippers you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Body. Always love having you on the show, mate. Stay well and we'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it, guys. Cheers.